set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this rough cut, we're discussing Bottoms from last week, 2023, <laughs> um, directed by Emma Seklin. We're back with a new comedy that is currently in theaters, probably for like the next two days, um, that is going to be released on VOD mm-hmm. in like the next three days. So you have an opportunity to see it. Um, but since it was coming out, Ashley and I wanted to talk about it a little bit because it, you know, it was a little, little comedy that could for a moment. Yeah, we were excited for, well, I was excited because I saw Shiva Baby and I saw the bear like everybody else. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, I want to see these two because, um, I think they do like a, they did a web series together or something like that. Which I don't really watch web series and things like that, so I have not watched that. But just um, some stuff I read about them two together, Rachel and Io. Um, I was like, okay, I just want to see like what happens. And also, like, I think this is probably one of the few original stories <laughs> that we're getting this year. Uh, yeah, everything Every- else is delayed. Uh, oh god. Well, no, not rightfully, but. No, it's not rightfully. Fuck the producers. Yeah, they want to make money when you could just pay people what they're owed. They're already making money. That's what pisses me off. They're making so much money. They tell us every year. Yeah, I made $45 billion and I didn't pay half my staff. I didn't pay my staff. I didn't pay my taxes. I just sat on it. Until I died, <laughs> basically, is what they're trying to do. So all the movies that I really wanted to watch this month are um, have been delayed either months or, well, mostly months, but I don't even know when Challengers is coming out. I think it's going to be in April. And I'm like, girl, you are, we everybody is quickly. What? Are you, what, what? Are you frozen? <laughs> I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Was, okay. Yeah, we're also having technical difficulties on this recording, so we're just going with the flow, y'all. Listen, if you've been here since the beginning, you know. <laughs> when we had two tin cans hooked together to record. From Texas to Ohio, like, we were mm-hmm. really struggling. Uh, yeah, um, Dune is also being pushed back. I know that one lady is not happy. Let me not talk about her, because she's been getting a lot of press, and I don't want her to uh, uh, just Don't. Be Please like that, ma'am, that lady. Yeah, if you are of a certain age, maybe don't dedicate your life to talking about the inner workings of a like a twenty-seven-year-old. Yeah, I oh, mean that's least... a man, but like that's not a man to you. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I don't want to judge her. That's why well, I'm. I'm am, I am judging her because it it crossed the line. But like, you know, Denzel is out there. Um. Blair Underwoods. Girl, um, can I say something about Denzel? This is so off topic, but those Equalizer 3 f- posters or billboards or whatever that are in L.A., 
girl, they are so, why would they let you, why do you let them do, like, Denzel, you're a legend. You are black actor royalty. You are actor royalty. And you let them make you look like the most confused person on earth. (laughs) And I'm like, what is this? It looks so ridiculous. Oh. I was just like, is, aren't those the ones where he's supposed to be like fighting people, like beating, like on his John Wick or whatever? I feel like I, that's at least three of his film series. I mean, it's not his fault. They're about to make him Expendables, so we just uh, gonna keep that ball rolling. So this is what the producers want. <laughs> For us to keep watching the same thing over and over again. That guy from Discovery Plus was like, we're not doing anything with Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. I was like, we don't need more of those. We have so many. (laughs) There's so many. There doesn't need to be more. (laughs) You destroyed a generation. (laughs) Like, let, let Harry and them with their eight movies just be the eight movies. Like, that's fine. You don't need to add on more to the story because that's when stuff starts looking crazy. Like, that's why I'm like, all right, Star Wars, like, you can, co- you can cool it. <laughs> and then, like, fucking uh, Lord of the Rings doesn't need add ons, girl. Like, stop. No, let them be the cinematic achievements that they were 20 years ago. Like, it's enough. <laughs> let the people give Peter Jackson something else to do. He could go back to making films I enjoy, like yeah. The Frighteners. Give him, give him some of them true crime podcasts. Give him like a heavenly creatures. Yeah, give him a heavenly creature, something real jazzy like that. I'm sure he would do fantastic work. Him and, and Weta Workshop. I don't know. It's just so ridiculous. But this movie is, I would say, this is an original story. Very about, original. Um, yeah, it has very. Um, it's very referential, I would say. If you are of a certain age, uh, it makes, like, it calls back to a lot of things. I mean, for me, it called back immediately to Superbad, <laughs> just down to the dynamics of the two leads. But also, I mean, I guess if you're not old enough to have grown up <laughs> with, with that kind of a movie genre like the sex comedy I think when we started this podcast that was one of the things like we need to bring back the sex comedy but I was like I don't know how because everything's weird (laughs) right now but maybe somehow have more like teenagery things but even like the teenagery things are still like kind of a little shaky I mean they were shaky back then too because I remember watching American Pie and being like oh no (laughs) this is not this is not something I would enjoy <laughs> as an adult. This is very, I don't, I mean, I can see you being like a junior high, high school student watching that and be like, this is great. But I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is not for me. <laughs> so I don't really know the future of the sex comedy um, in these uh, pre-Haze Code 2.0 times. I don't know what that's going to be like. The, I don't know. I watched like right when the night before I watched, went to see Bottoms, I watched No Hard Feelings. Which one is that one? That's the one with Jennifer Lawrence as like a 32-year-old. Oh, who yeah. is paid or like given, making a deal with the parents of a young adult, like a 19-year-old who's going off to college um, to make him... A man, but not necessarily a man-man, 
in that sense, even though they were like, yeah, you can if you want to, but to more so get him out of his room, get him off his phone, make him more sociable, like Mm. in his environment, because he spent all day in his room on his phone playing games and didn't interact with anyone else besides his parents. And his parents were like, oh, that's not healthy. Um, So we need an older woman to mentor him in the ways of life. And I was like, okay, I'm going to roll with this premise. But overall, it was basically like a Gen Xer saying these damn kids all the time. So it was like, oh, all right. Oh, yeah. I don't really, I don't have anything against Jennifer Lawrence. I just don't really gravitate towards anything that she does ever. So I, I don't, I forgot that movie came out. Um, I've heard like good and bad things. Actually, I don't even know if I heard good things. I don't know if I saw anybody who saw, I saw one person say that this is awful. Um, shout out to Angelica Jade Bastion. <laughs> it was like, you motherfuckers must be kidding me. <laughs> this is awful. But um, yeah, I haven't I haven't watched that at all. Um, I just think that maybe I'm coasting on some of the movies from my late teens, early twenties, maybe like that memory. So like when I was watching this, I was like, oh yeah, I remember stuff like this, and also loved the sartorial expressions. Definitely, the entire cast is basically being like the costuming is from jc penny's circa 2005 the boys section <laughs> which i loved <laughs> i absolutely loved that i also liked how they um how it was like pre cell phones and not pre cell phones i would say pre smartphones because hmm. did you see that guy pull out that red razor <laughs> It was one of the football guys. He was on the phone calling about or these girls in juvie or whatever, like cross checking. Oh. He pulled out a red razor and I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Because when the movie was going, I was like, there, there's not a lot of like I don't see anybody with a cell phone at all. And it kind of reminded me of Superbad in that way where Superbad looks, it borrows like really heavily from like 1970s aesthetics, even though I'm pretty sure they weren't in the 70s, but it doesn't have like an actual, it doesn't have like a set time period, but it just has a suggestion of being kind of back in the day, even though that movie came out in like, uh, I don't know, 2005, 2006? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. So um, we talked about that movie on here. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Booksmart, which yeah, we talked about Booksmart. But I think this is—I would say this is more enjoyable than Booksmart. I feel like Booksmart is like for like a certain teen that is very yes, queen. <laughs> Booksmart is uh, I can't. Hillary, like yeah, sorry, it's a very it's... like white young white liberal. All girls are right yeah. all the time, and women don't do anything wrong, which is just the exact opposite. <laughs> women mm-hmm. do plenty wrong, and they can be just as horrible. Um, so, yeah, so I guess the basic premise is these two girls is PJ and Josie um, are the two outcasted lesbian students. I don't know 
if they're outcasts because they're lesbians or this because they're just weird in general? Um, I was getting feeling that they were outcasts because they were losers. <laughs> yeah, just generally just losers. Um, yeah. And we don't really get a lot of like why they're losers. I feel like Josie's is kind of more introverted and PJ is just kind of like a dick. So maybe that's why <laughs> people are just like, please leave me alone. Um, but they're not the only like losers in their school, but they yeah. seem to be outwardly bullied by just about everybody, including the administration. <laughs> mm-hmm. just like, what's your guys' problem? And they decide through a series of unfortunate events that they should start a female fight club in their school covered as being like a self-defense club. Women empowerment, learning yeah. how to, you know, if you're under attack, what to do, but more so about building relationships with each other and other women. Yes, they are using the, there's like some big like homecoming event that's like taking over the whole school and it's a big deal. And they're kind of using the threat of football players coming to beat up people <laughs> as like a, as like a kind of like a thing that says like, hey, you guys need this club. It'll help you. And also you can like, not only can you defend yourself, but you can get to know the other girls in your school, blah, blah, blah. They don't really care about none of that. It's just PJ really just wants to have sex with like a cheerleader. And she is roped in Josie, who also wants to have sex with a cheerleader, but she's like the Michael Sarah of the group, <laughs> of the duo. And PJ's like the, uh, what is his name? <laughs> I just forgot his name. What is his name? He, he is the Seth. The Seth. But what is his Seth. actual name? Jonah Hill. <laughs> Jonah. Yeah. I don't know why. That just I can see his face in my head, but I'm blanking out. Yeah. She's the Seth. And I guess the other one is, what was the other name's name? I think Evan. Yeah. Seth and Evan. God. It's been a really long time since I watched that movie. I think it's been since we watched that yeah. movie. It's been that long. I have it in my house, but I just haven't reached for it in a long time. Uh, yeah. So they... Um, Devise this plan and rope in a bunch of other girls and Marshawn Lynch, their teacher, <laughs> to, to achieve this. And then, uh, I mean, I guess hilarity ensues. It's so all over the place. I just think it's so, it's like funny, but also I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> it's kind of absurdist in a way that I was like not expecting. I, I really expected something more straightforward. I did, like, even though it is a of comedy that centers fighting, mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be as violent <laughs> as it is. Um, and it's very intense. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're not fucking around when they fighting. They're yeah. fighting each other. And especially the last moments of the movie when <laughs> <laughs> everybody was dead. <laughs> I guess spoilers abound. Y'all know how it works by now on the rough yeah. cut. <laughs> we just talking about it. So You know. Okay. <laughs> it was so yeah. I was like, damn, they they that was like somebody they're bleeding out. <laughs> it escalated. Like just at first I thought it was like I thought it was gonna be like a regular fight and then no, it escalated to death. Like Yeah. Somebody yeah. got like spear. <laughs> Yeah, speared and and all kinds of stuff. And then there was, like, I was thinking about this, like, today. I was like, I've taken a self-defense class because we had to do stuff like that for roller derby and stuff, like, for fundraisers or whatever. 
And I remember us doing this class, and I was like, you don't actually fight people in self-defense classes. <laughs> it's about the defense and getting away. Like, I don't know. I don't know if men do stuff like this. I just feel like they just are taught to beat the hell out of each other, but women are not really taught to beat the hell out of each other. So it's very rare, I think, that you are actually encouraged to fight your attacker. Um, it's more encouraged, like, to... Uh, disarm and run away for help or safety. So I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, nobody really questioned why they were coming home with bruises and shit <laughs> and really getting the shit kicked out of them. It was very, very funny to see that. Uh, I guess, when did you hear about this movie? Because I was trying to figure that out today, and I was like, when did we start hearing about this movie? I feel like as soon as like the trailer came out, Okay. Because I I watched Shiva Baby and I loved it. Like that is a horror comedy to me. Um because it filled me with all the anxiety that I typically feel in a horror movie watching her make so many mistakes and living life and just doing shit and I'm like, "Oh no, baby, don't do that. Don't do not." do not and just having it go left in so From many like ways the very opening um so i was looking forward to their next project <laughs> and so when the bottoms trailer came out i was like oh okay what is this and i watched it and i was like okay let me add this to my list like yes we're automatically mm. watching it because it has fighting you have female aggression like you don't get that anywhere so no. And it's a comedy, so I knew what to expect, given, like, how much I enjoy Shiva Baby. I was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, but it's, like, not, I wouldn't say suspenseful. It's just kind of like, what else are you going to get into today? <laughs> it's like, why are y'all like, it, it's clearly just, why are y'all like this? <laughs> like, why are y'all doing this? And that's the question that they constantly ask PJ. Like, PJ, why? Why? Why are you doing this? Why are you like this? <laughs> and she just like, because I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> like, like, that's her answer for everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would say as like a, a woman in my, almost my mid-30s now, um, that this is so high school. <laughs> there are no reasons to do anything in high school. It is just your brain has not fully loaded in the front. <laughs> that little that little portion at the very tip of your brain hasn't really fully formed. You're just doing things, and your brain says, this is how we get from point A to point B, and we have to do it before we're in college. Um, so we won't be the only virgins at Sarah Lawrence or wherever <laughs> they're going to. <laughs> Which I was like, damn. So that's like a universal thing everybody's worried about. Because <laughs> it's super bad. They were wor That was the main thing that uh, Seth or whatever was worried about. Mm -hmm. Was they didn't want to be virgins in college. And I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> like, you can fix that quickly. Don't even worry about it. So, like, <laughs> it's just, like, one of those things that, like, if you were not in high school, you would, you, you know, once the lobe has fully developed, you would not make that decision, I would hope, maybe. <laughs> well, because you're in high school, it's just kind of like, yeah, this makes total sense to me. Duh. Mm -hmm. And 
the 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 funniest part of her entire plan is like it's not just so she can make out with girls because she accomplished that goal fairly early on like she got enough people in her group to do it but she wants to make out with the popular ones yeah it's like baby babe why are you why are you doing this yeah a holdover from i don't know the 70s and 80s of the popular ones. I'm just like, what is it about cheerleaders <laughs> that really gets people like out of their heads? I don't understand it still at my big age. I'm like, all right, <laughs> girl, I guess. <laughs> Did you recognize one of the um one of the cheerleaders? Mm-hmm. That's Cindy Crawford's daughter. Yeah. Cindy Crawford's daughter slash uh Elvis's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Girl, she dated both Elvises. I just realized that from her Wikipedia. Mm. She dated, um, I don't know, crunchy voice Elvis, and now she's about to date Euphoria Elvis. <laughs> or she dated Euphoria Elvis, and now she's dating crunchy voice Elvis. I was watching, like, American Horror Stories, oh, and gosh. she was in there. I was like, she got a face. Like, I know that face, but mm-hmm. it's lacking in the talent part, but the face, I know it. <laughs> and I looked, I was like, oh, she got her mama face. She looks just like her mom. This is so funny. She's only five nine and a half. How tall is Cindy Crawford? Oh, she's only five nine too. She she make it she made it happen. She made a way out of no way because she was on Tyra Banks show. She'd have been like, no. <laughs> that's that's all right with you for you. Uh yeah, I didn't know she had done all I've never seen her anything else before. She was in Babylon uh, American Horror Stories, um, Rich Kids of Instagram. Don't know what that is. That sounds what really, that? I don't know. It doesn't even have a link on Wikipedia, so it's <laughs> not been that great. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, she's going to be in something called Palm Royale, which is a mini series. Don't really know what that's about. Um, for our main two, we talked about Rachel, we talked about Io. Um, I mean, I think that I only knew about Rachel initially because the you know tumblr not tumblr i guess twitter and tumblr they kind of like that kind of dry humored white girl comedian (laughs) stick a lot which has really brought up a lot of accounts i'm just like oh god let me block you but some reason that i liked her (laughs) she seemed a little bit like chaotic but i think it was enjoyable but the thing that really like sold me on her after watching shiva baby and everything was this interview that she, Io, and Emma did for, I guess it was the Times or something, or maybe Vulture, one of those. Um, she, I think they, like, talked about how they they came up with the project idea because Emma and Rachel were the ones who kind of wrote this and kind of came up with the idea, and then Io came on later when she realized they weren't bullshitting her. <laughs> and... Um, I think Emma said that, you know, she pitched this idea and Rachel was like, that's cool, and said something along the lines of, you know, let's make this really happen and look, pulled out this big ass notebook and was like, let's meet <laughs> next week. You want to have check-ins? And I was like, oh my God, she's like a girl after my own heart. <laughs> I didn't know she had that kind of personality where she has like, she's a very much like a, I don't know. 
I think some people call her type A in that sense of having like a five-year and 10-year plan and all of that written out and stuff. But I thought that was so endearing. I don't know why that was so endearing. I was like, she really sat there and made this shit happen. So shout out to her. Um, and then, of course, Io is just like everywhere now. I think she's been in like five movies this year or five projects this year. She was in that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, right? She was. She was April O'Neil. Oh, my gosh. She was April. She was in that theater camp movie that just dropped on. She was Janet. And then mm-hmm. she's been in, I mean, The Bear, this movie, and then something else I forgot. She's, like, in a lot of stuff. So She was in an episode of Black Mirror for a little bit. Oh, my bit. gosh. Was she really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, once again, still don't have access to the great um, Netflix. Sorry about it, everybody. <laughs> I don't know if I ever will again. Don't they want like twenty dollars a month or something? They're they're wilding. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. So I won't be um, doing that for the moment. But yeah, I thought this movie was fun. I thought I had a lot of like I wouldn't say high expectations for this movie, but I would say that going into it, I was already I was already having a bad day. So I was like, I just need to go see something, <laughs> and I was already planning on seeing it anyway. So I just it was a nice light bit of levity. I think, um, in comparison to like the other things I've seen, which is like Oppenheimer, <laughs> you know, and talk to me, I think yeah. talk to me and Oppenheimer were the last two things I saw in the theater. So I was like, yeah, this is nice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is nice. This is a lot nicer than <laughs> the last two experiences I've had, even though I enjoyed those movies. I don't know if we want to get into the plot. Cause I'm going to be real honest. I like am fuzzy on some of the stuff that happens. There's like a lot of fighting, Marshawn Lynch is there. Did you enjoy Marshawn Lynch? I I often enjoy Marshawn Lynch, and I did enjoy him in this role. He's um, still got it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Have you seen any of the stuff he's like been doing comedy wise? No, I haven't. I've only seen like that clip of him talking to um, was it Amish people? Yeah, or something <laughs> like he. I don't know what that. Like, I forgot, didn't he have, like, a reality show or some sort of, like, Marshawn Lynch goes around the world or something like that? Um, which I, I think yeah. that was maybe either during his career or right after he retired. But I also forgot he retired. Like, he's, he's like, just, like, I, I can do whatever. <laughs> and I don't even think he's that old. Like, he's just, like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thank you so much. Yeah. He's only 37. Ooh. Yeah. He, he don't have to do nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I thought he was great in this. I know everybody was like, so I don't know how I feel about people always being like, um, you know, this is all improvised. Because, like, I mean, they're like, Io and Rachel are stand up comedians. Like, they do stand up comedy. So I know that's why they do that stuff. But I don't know if I'm always impressed by stand up like that. Or not stand-up, but, like, improv? Like, this whole scene was improv. I'm like, okay, but I don't know. (laughs) How do you feel about stuff like that? Oh, I really enjoy it. I feel like... Are you impressed? It gives me... Like a... a, Yeah, like, it gives me a sense of who you... Like, your acting ability, who you are as an artist. Okay. If you're able to improvise scenes. Because, you know, acting and just living are like two different things yeah. and even if you're improvising like a everyday conversation you got to make up whatever you're talking about in character right so not everybody is really good with that that's true that's true i think 
I don't know. I feel like sometimes people put a lot of emphasis on it. Like if I have to see how many times that fucking Leonardo DiCaprio improvised that scene in, in whatever that movie was, um, Django, I was like, all right. I mean, he is an actor. <laughs> like, let the man act. It's fine if he's not pulling from real life. Like, he is playing a character. But I can see that as well. Um, it just sometimes feels like people are like, oh, my God, did you see that? <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Like, they can't believe it. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's not witchcraft. It's, just, it's, it's, it's improv. It's not some sort of, I don't know. It's not rocket science or whatever. But I guess for some people, maybe it is. <laughs> Yeah, like some people could just go off the dome yeah. and their scene partner just rolls with it. Some people is just like, ooh, this isn't as That is true. Some be. people need to stick to a script lest they, girl, I don't even know, <laughs> lest something terrible happens. But uh, yeah, I um, yeah, there's been a lot about him. Um, I did see one thing, I think, in that New York New Yorker article. I don't even know. I don't even remember article. I will link the article below, but I do not remember uh, which outlet it was for. But I felt bad for Emma because she she was talking about how different it was making this versus Shiva Baby because Shiva Baby originally was a short film and then it became um, the like the feature film and. I think she just said that people, she felt like people didn't trust her because it was more money involved now. Because I think Shiva Bay was made like maybe for like a few hundred thousand dollars, which like that's a lot of money in everyday terms for to make a movie that's like nothing. It was 200 grand to make that movie. That's it? Yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> that is chump change to some of these people. But um, I think she said that people, she felt like people didn't really take her seriously. And I know she's really young. She's only born in like 1995. I think all these women are born in 95, which to me, I'm just like, oh my God, you're like a walking, talking child. <laughs> but like, I mean, she's like a grown woman. <laughs> but I felt bad. Like she said that just the vibe on set sometimes as her as a director, probably not with the cast, but maybe more with the crew that she said they it didn't always feel like they were taking her seriously. And I was like, oh, that's terrible. Hmm. I was like, you saw what she could do with the first movie? Like, girl. <laughs> she also said, too, that they had trouble getting certain venues. They shot this in New Orleans. I'm not sure why they chose New Orleans, but they shot this in New Orleans, and she said that some of the schools, when they, like, figured out what, the movie was about they were like absolutely not which we uh yeah we, i would imagine so. i don't know if it's about the fight club thing it might have just because of the lesbian thing no i don't even think it would be about that honestly yeah, i think it was because of the lesbian thing which reminded me of the incredibly true adventures of two girls in love and how they had problems so you know i guess what is that 25 years ago or something like a, i don't even know those i don't know if any of these people were a lot like born when that movie came out actually now that i'm thinking of it but um yeah it's really fucked that that still is happening um i get like why you wouldn't want your schools or whatever but i just felt bad that her crew was kind of like not always the best i guess to her um but yeah so uh I mean, as far as the rest of the cast, I don't really recognize most of them. I think the characters are so adorable. 
um, especially the one girl, except for I didn't realize, okay, the black girl, I don't remember her name, like the heavyset black girl, um, <laughs> she, when they revealed she was a black Republican, <laughs> Republican. she was like, we know you're a Republican, but you're still smart. I was like, oh. I was like, nah, baby girl, I thought she was normal. <laughs> I was like, no, girl, no, girl, no. to be a black Republican in, in this day and age. What are, we, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing here? They just yeah. took away your rights, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking away your rights. We're fast and in a hurry. Um, I thought she was adorable. I wasn't sure about the girl. The um, I just wanted really to call her a meth head. She's not a meth head, but she was like a burnout tweaker. <laughs> I know. Oh, I loved her. That was my favorite character. The one yelling, the yelling and screaming one. Yeah, it's the one that you're like, hell yeah. She was very enthusiastic. I'm going to fight my stepdad. Yeah, she said, not even fight him. I think she said she's going to kill him. I was like, well. And I was like, you know what, baby girl? I support that. She's having a freeway moment. Yeah, you might have to do what you need to do. Girl. I was like, damn, she is really going hard. She was going hard. Um, I feel like Hazel, I've never seen Ruby Cruz in anything. Um, apparently she was in Castle Rock, Mayor of Yeah, she was young Annie. and Mayor of Easttown, which I watched Mayor of Easttown, but um and then I don't recognize any of these movies. Oh, they're like all short films. Um, so I guess this is like her first like feature film. And then have you seen something called Willow? Uh, I am not watching Willow, and also you probably can't watch Willow because it was deleted from Disney. Oh, oh my so. god! Oh, oh, that's what that was. Yeah, it was a series based on Willow the movie that they made exclusively for Disney Plus, and it was like one of their like, yeah, this is our original programming. This is what we're doing with this particular streaming service. And it was also caught up with, we deleted everything. Girl, once again, as we're going to go back to the top of the episode, girl, the producers and and the Igers and the CEOs of the world are ruining everything. I probably would not have watched this because it feels very fantasy heavy. I yes. see the word sorcerer. I see sorcerer. Not It's Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer was in it. It's like with unicorns and that kind of stuff, princesses and all that stuff. Val, I wonder how he's doing. Um, Yeah, girl, (laughs) this would not be for me off rip, but um, I mean, it's not fair. Like, why make something? (laughs) They're so cheap. They're so fucking cheap. It just pisses me off. Um, Yeah, she's adorable. She's kind of like even more of a straight man to their craziness. Yeah, she just wants everyone to be friends. Yeah. And to make connections and to become a community. Yeah, she wants the community aspect of the Fight Club, which I don't even know. Like, I feel like if you punched me in the face, I don't know how I would feel about you. we're fighting for real. Yeah. Fight yeah. Like once you touch like my face, I start to feel like, even, like this happened to me in roller derby. Somebody hit me in the face and I was like, I know you're new, but I could just really just like kill you right now. <laughs> I had to get off the track and like compose myself <laughs> for a second. Cause I was like, she didn't mean it, but it felt like she meant it. And so I feel like I'm going to hit her. <laughs> so I had to get, had to get a grip there. But yeah, she's the one emphasizing the, 
the community aspect of this fight club. Um, how did you feel about the, uh, I guess, romantic, what, the romantic leads? Um, I've never seen You know what? They... <laughs> like the cheerleaders right yeah uh one is what isabel and then we talked about kai gerber already you made her your statement known (laughs) yeah i feel like honestly i feel like they were the appropriate they were written just like you would write a love interest in one of these kind of movies like they weren't really fleshed out characters other than being popular i gotta steal you away from your boyfriend well so i feel it worked perfectly well i feel like maybe um maybe baby girl what's her name uh isabel like maybe she had a little bit more going on like slightly because like her boyfriend talked to her crazy Oh, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, what, girl. First of all, why? Let me. Can we talk about how they're dressed like uh, that one football player from Daria? Why are they walking around everywhere with their like full. Uh, Kevin and. Yeah, Kevin and yeah. Brittany or whatever. <laughs> why mm-hmm. are they walking around with full pads on? You, they got to let themselves be known as Jeff. That is Jeff, the Jeff of their town. Yeah. Now I know how. Everybody knows who Jeff is. I don't people in my school ever doing that that was like the one thing i think is kind of overblown sometimes about the popular people and the athletes like full uniforms yeah i don't remember anybody now you knew who the athletes were because they usually were in some sort of like sweats or whatever and they all kind of congregated together and some i usually had a basketball or whatever but like <laughs> i never remember like the football i can't remember any of our football players to begin with but um but i was friends with a lot of basketball and track athletes like my best friend uh played basketball but i don't remember them doing shit like that (laughs) no like on game days like at our school like we would wear our uniforms like we had a game later yeah we wear like our cheer uniforms to school that day for like school spirit day and get everybody pumped um and then sometimes the football players would wear the football players and basketball players who wear their jerseys, but not like the full old yeah. kit. I can see that, but they didn't have any other clothes. <laughs> they didn't have anything else to wear. So I was like, girl, what's going on? <laughs> what's happening here? So uh, that's what that reminded me of. It was like full on Daria. And something's wrong with all of them. Like, I don't understand. I guess like Jeff is like quarterback or whatever. But his, like, little henchmen, they were going through it. Yeah. Anytime anything happened to Jeff, it was, like... Oh, my God. Devastation in their their world. Yeah. I mean, because there's one scene where um, where Josie... They're going to, like, give her a safety ride, which I thought was funny. They're going to give uh, Isabel a safety ride because her boyfriend... I guess they were arguing, and she was like, do you want us to give you a safety ride? <laughs> And so she gets in the car, and then they're like yelling at each other through the like windshield, basically. And then they're like, "Drive, drive!" And he's standing right in front of him, and she doesn't want to run him over, obviously. <laughs> but she just taps him on the knee, and he acts like somebody just shattered his entire leg from the rooted to the tuta. And I don't understand <laughs> the dramatics of it. I guess they are really dramatic. Like, if a football player gets hurt, it just, 
Why are you putting the hopes and dreams of a town on like a 17-year-old boy? <laughs> I don't understand. It's kind of like, what is that, Marie? Varsity Blues. Oh, girl, do the accent because I know you want to. Come on. I don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys listen to this uh, podcast consistently, please tell me the last time she did that because I remember you did that in another episode. <laughs> I don't remember which episode it was. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't watched Varsity Blues. You, you. Can, you <laughs> I don't think I need to watch James Vanderbeek do literally anything. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Je- is he nice? Is he? Is he? Is he weird? It's so hard to keep up uh, with who's weird. I, yeah, he is weird. <sighs> He's very Why now. is everybody so weird? <laughs> God, I feel like it's a countdown. I don't want to be a weirdo when I'm in my late thirties, early forties. Mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't happen to either of us because I would break my heart. <laughs> I'm I'm just moving to the, like my weirdness is just gonna be me just fucking off to like the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's just hanging that's out. what I wish they I wish they would do, but they want to be in the mix and then be weird. Like you can't do both. Mm-hmm. You can't. You really can't do both. And is he a child star? Yes, he um he started working. I feel like in his teens, mm-hmm. he was on Dawson's Creek. Well, yeah, I thought like like you know how like like a baby child star like a Elijah no, I don't Wood. Think the head was working. The time. head. <laughs> You're awful. I, no, okay, that's a good segue. Actually, which one of these movies? Like, where do you? Oh my god, this picture of him. Um, <laughs> god, I wish we were on Zoom right now. I could show you this picture. It's awful. Uh, I'm gonna send it to you later. Um, you have to see this. Uh, <laughs> um, so, which movies do you think they pulled heavily from? Um, I was getting, like you mentioned, some super bad. I was also getting a lot of Heather's. Okay, like Hazel, for whatever reason, was giving me Christian Slater and he- Heather's. The way that's true. Hair, she the hair. Yeah, and her outfits, and also, you know, wanting to blow shit up. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Hazel really wants to blow things up. She always casually mentions that she knows how to make a bomb in like the most crowded of places because she said it right in the school cafeteria. And I was like, wait. <laughs> you can't be saying that. I was like, where are the adults? <laughs> like, you can't be saying that now. Yeah, and she, she came up with two bombs. In the whole movie, so she knows what she's doing. Uh, yeah, I forgot about Heather's for a minute there. That's actually a really good one. I don't. I'm trying to think. This is less like sex comedy. Like, I wouldn't put this on par with like American Pie. Like I think I mentioned earlier. I think that was way more graphic. Just like the talk of it. Even Superbad, I think, was way more graphic than than this yeah. movie as far as like how Seth would talk about people versus how PJ talks about people. Like PJ will call somebody ugly or say like, you know, they're not worth her time or whatever, but she doesn't describe them graphically <laughs> in like a, a, a sexual predator type of tone, which I appreciated. Yeah. She just so like, Oh, they're so pretty. I want to kiss them. Yeah. When like Seth was like, uh, Oh girl. It was, yeah. sometimes I look back on it now, I'm like, I like this movie, but who war child? <laughs> oh my, yeah. my God, that's a lot. And that's not, I don't think, 
Jonah Hill had a lot to do with the script with that. Like that was purely um, Seth Rogen and, and Evan Goldberg. Like that was their based on their like high school experiences. And I was like, wow, y'all really wild over there. <laughs> I have some questions for you two. Like that's that's a fuck lot. <laughs> that's a whole lot going on there. Um, but I, yeah, I like that one. I didn't see, like, I didn't feel like a Mean Girls or anything. I mean, every cheerleader in every teen movie is, like, a rude bitch, which I don't understand necessarily. Yeah. Also, just randomly, it made me think of not another teen movie. Mm. And I don't know why, but it just... The absurdity. The absurdity of it all. (laughs) She has your eyes... (laughs) (laughs) Chris Evans Chris Evans greatest contribution to cinema is not Captain America it is whatever that character was Uh, (laughs) Zach Weiler was it really on some oh gosh on some she's all that type shit Uh we didn't get like a Jake Weiler oh yeah 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 I'm surprised we didn't get like any dance moves or anything like this has nothing to do with prom, which I find to be refreshing. Yeah, there's no Just school a, school dance or anything like that. A big football game. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> football game is is a mess. So, um, yeah, there's a bunch of like I think the biggest thing about this movie, like the plot wise, is just like PJ is kind of a dick. But very ambitious, and Josie kind of just goes along with everything <laughs> that she says and doesn't really stand up for herself. I mean, she says in the beginning she doesn't want to do it, but she doesn't really um, make that clear enough, I think. And then also she makes up that thing about having to – fight for her life in juvie every night yeah <laughs> and i believe that was just a plot of the hunger games and <laughs> her experiences oh god i yeah i think it was funny how they like she could lie like that and nobody could do like a google and figure out if she was lying yeah. Or, or go on like their social media because they didn't have any. So you could just lie outright and nothing would, I mean, things would happen eventually, but nothing would happen. <laughs> you couldn't find out the lie instantaneously like you can do now. Yeah, like you could say Beyonce is my cousin and. Oh, God. People would just have to believe. Or Aaliyah, uh, Aaliyah is has one eye. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Remember that rumor? <laughs> That's yes. an old one. People just lie about whatever. I mean, eventually you'd find out, but um, yeah, I thought that was really good. I guess from them putting it in like a pre-smartphone era made it a little bit more like you could really get your wires crossed because I was like because they made such a big deal about juvie and I was just like I don't know I know a lot of kids that like went to alternative school and stuff or getting in fights or whatever so maybe I was just like eh that happens <laughs> but yeah I, I guess back then maybe that was a bigger deal or something 
I knew so many people who went to alternative school. It was not funny. They were not fucking around with us. They, they were like, please, we're going to put you in the school to prison pipeline immediately. <laughs> Get out. Mm. <laughs> Get out right now. Um, so, yeah. Did you have like a favorite scene or anything like that? Um, yes. My favorite scene because, <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite scenes was in the <laughs> beginning when um, Josie was spiraling about striking out with Isabel at the like carnival that they had. And she was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to <laughs> I'm going to become a preacher's wife and my husband is going to be gay and we go just both of us going to be in the closet and it's just going to be a mess and then we're going to have our son and our son is just going to know about their parents it's just going to be so unhappy oh my god will you come see us on Sunday <laughs> she was going off there she, like she had from like 15 minutes she had her entire future Just she just saw it flash before her eyes like raven <laughs> <laughs> she really did and she was like will you come visit us if you if this happens like please come save me PJ yeah. I, for- I forgot about that scene <laughs> that's one of my like absolute favorite scenes they were going um, on and also the the like caper like the secret mission scene was one of my is that the one where they went to the um to the guy's house to Jeff's house? Yes, and yes. And we're trying were like, to TP his house and, and we're failing. <laughs> yeah, they were like they were trying their best to like throw toilet paper and do everything to like vandalize his house, but it was mm-hmm. just sad. And Hazel was like, "All right, we got ten minutes. We got like fifteen <laughs> seconds to go." Girl, and they was like, "What?" <laughs> Yep, and she was like, all right, we got to go now, now, now. And the fucking thing blew up. Like, she blew up that man's car. Yeah. For real, for real. Oh, Fucked his shit I up. Was laughing. <laughs> so hard. I'm trying. I like that. Yeah, I like the scene where she was spiraling. Cause I was like, this is something that I would do. I was like, this is my life. My life is over. Especially as, like, a teenager. You're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, I might as well die. I'm going to have to go and, 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 and live with this man I don't even love for the rest of my life. <laughs> so dramatic. Um, I was like, had that speech myself. <laughs> Girl. And my, my mom was like, please, shut up. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like, mom, my life is over. Jesus, like, girl, please, you are going to be fine. <laughs> you, please stop this. And this is like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> She's like, please, please leave me alone. Please, enough of that. I'm, I'm trying to think of my favorite scene. I did like some of those early Fight Club scenes. I was really worried. About someone, I was like, somebody's gonna break something. And he's watching. I was like, oh god, I'm getting so old. I'm worried about fictional characters hurting themselves in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is really, really ridiculous. But also, um, uh, poor Ma Sean talking about how his wife left him. <laughs> She's. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I really believed in you girls. You know. You know, you, you you have all this time and you could do whatever and you don't have to be at home uh, painting the kitchen back splash because your wife doesn't 
like it or even though she said she liked it now she said she doesn't and all this other stuff about the kitchen backsplash i was like he was really 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 specific i was like that lady did number on him he's also spirally oh and his little scene at the the group yeah when he's he's like i, I don't know if y'all know this i'm i'm going to a divorce <laughs> I wonder how they got him to really be in this movie for real. <laughs> oh, I I want to see him in more acting things. Yeah, because I've like he was on this show on Netflix called Murder Party, I think. Oh gosh, or something like that. It's like a improv show where you have to figure out who who did a crime. So each guest is like with Will Arnett. Um, so each guest is like improving with him. So everything they say is just like off the dome. So he had an episode. Um, and then the person who is the guest has to guest, um, guess like from the clues, like that they collect over the course of like the crime scene and make a guess who they think did the crime. So he has an episode and it's really, it's really funny. Yeah, it's, I'm looking on his IMDb. It's called Murderville, and he was oh, also yeah. he was also an 80 for Brady this year. Oh <laughs> and wait, I think he yes, just played himself. Is. Yeah, I think he just played himself in that one. And I also did not realize that he was in, I guess, the third season of Westworld. <laughs> uh, he played a character called Giggles. Yep, him and Lena Waite. Oh gosh. <laughs> And I think they were with, I th- think it was him and her. I remember that. It's like think- when Dolores got out. Oh, God. Oh, I shouldn't hate on Westworld so much because I was floating around on Tubi or something now since HBO cut oh, its yeah. own shit loose. So that's really they got depressing. It too. Isn't that awful? I just, ugh, I can't believe it. It just pisses me off <laughs> so much. Um, yeah, I loved, I loved those scenes. I thought that that they were pretty the ones that were you know what that was really the one that took me out though and i was like wait is this real like what's happening was the freaking pep rally scene oh i don't even know if i liked it i was kind of like what the hell is going on (laughs) because they um they like find out like one of the football players who's just doing all this investigative whatever whatever Finds it about the girls and then also convinces, uh, what's her name? I forgot her name again. Oh, God. What was her Hazel. name? Hazel. Yes, Hazel. She convinces, he convinces Hazel. I think I was about to call her by her real name. <laughs> I kept being like Ruby and I was like, who's Ruby? Um, convinces Hazel to tell them kind of what the the whole point of the fight club was because PJ was mean to her. So she has the incentive to be like, all right, well, fuck this. And then um, they had that guy who was in the cage (laughs) in one of the classes (laughs) and they're fighting. They they bring him out. Like he's some sort of weird gladiator animal type thing. And she was like, wait, I thought I was fighting like another girl or something. And then they let the, this football player like beat her down. I was like, what in the anime hell is this? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, she's about to die. I was like, what happened to the principal? Where is he at? 
watching on the sidelines like Dang. girl oh god that reminds me of all those um those news reports of people like like teachers starting fight clubs for um like to bet on the students or whatever have you heard about that <laughs> i told my mom about that and she did not believe me and i was like this was on i swear to god like Jesus and Mero did this like forever ago <laughs> when they were still together r.i.p um they it was like some guy who was like a fifth grade substitute teacher or something maybe older i can't remember and he started a fight club and of course the kids are filming it and he's like yeah he the, the baby's fighting yeah, he did. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what his excuse was. I'm looking it up now. Um, he was like, he made some like fucking ridiculous excuse. Of course it was in Texas. Help me, God. Oh, this is actually more recent than I thought. All right. So this is happening all the time. <laughs> so the most recent one is in Mesquite. Shout out North Texas, who's, of course, a substitute teacher who was like, um, she started a fight club in her uh, class. Mm. I don't know why, though. But this is another guy. This is like a guy who did this. Um, this was like years ago, and I forgot what he said. But he was like collecting money or something. Like he was betting on the kids. No. I was like, what? And I was like, what is this? <laughs> It's not funny. It's actually awful. And like, I just put teacher fight club, and there are so many examples. Florida, Idaho. Um, I don't know which is this. Uh, more Florida. <laughs> um, Texas, of course. Uh, oh, here it is. Ryan Fish. This is from like eight years ago. No, sorry. Whatever 2018 is. Is that 18 years ago? How long ago was 2018? 2018? Yeah. That was like five years ago? It feels like longer. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he said he wanted to befriend the students, so he let them fight each other. This is in Connecticut. Mm. Yeah. It's crazy. It's 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 fucking crazy. So I don't know why. <laughs> I guess it makes sense in our cultural landscape that the kids are just allowed to beat each other up in this pep rally <laughs> or whatever. Um, and also, like, I was going to ask you, too, how did you feel about that one scene with, like, when they're all sharing their individual traumas? Oh. That was a weird yeah. one. <laughs> that one got to me. Like, Ooh, uh, yeah. But also, I feel like that's what happens. Like, cause when you, you're you're opening up and you're sharing things, it's always like a ha ha. Yeah. Right and, after, like, especially at that age, it's like a ha ha ha. Oh, after you share like something that has happened to you, yeah. and I really thought like from a you know Keenan Ivory Wayne's message point <laughs> that. <laughs> it really drove us that point home. Like, yeah. all of these girls have faced some kind of sexual harassment or assault. Yeah. And you see how incredibly common it is. Yeah. And they're, like, not even... I mean, if they are 18, I think that's probably the oldest of all of them out of the group. 
you know, they're, so they're not even out of high school and this has already happened to them. And it's just like the way it is, well, the way it is put in the film is kind of like the way that we deal with it overall. It's just like, yep, well, it's something that happened. Got to keep moving. Let's let's wrap this up. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's just start fighting each other. Let's just keep it moving. It kind of reminded me of like how people would, I, trauma dumping is not the right term. I don't think, I think we've kind of warped that term beyond actual meaning but maybe the way that people on tumblr would just kind of like spill their guts about stuff i'm like you are going through it <laughs> but mm-hmm. they would be spilling their guts and be like lol and i'm like no no lol this is not an lol situation but i was kind of like it's the scene starts off kind of nefarious because it's fucking T, uh, pj being like, we're going to upload our traumas to get closer to everybody, especially the, teen- the cheerleaders. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you are a mess. And uh, I don't remember. Like, people are starting to, like, say stuff. Um, and I think that um, one girl was like, my mom doesn't pay attention to me and stuff like that. And PJ cuts her off. <laughs> and I was like, what's your problem, girl? I was like, let her speak. And uh, yeah, the PJ just casually is like, so how many of us have been raped? And I was like, what? <laughs> In the crowd. And then everybody's like, raise your hands. They're like, yeah, that happens. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. These poor babies. They've been going through it. And they're like, yeah, well, that happens. All right. And I'm like, oh, God, it's, it's so casual. But it's just like. I don't know. It's it's so it's so common, like you said. But I don't know if it's com- it's I don't know if it's common to like put it in a movie like this. Where you're like, yeah, that happens. All right. And it's not even like funny. <laughs> I don't know how a man would react to this, but like for me, I was like, oh no, these poor children. Yeah, that's that was literally my reaction in the theater. Like, it was oh, these babies, like yeah. these poor babies. Like, in even because like Marshawn Lynch, Mr. G is in the circle too because he wants to feel close to his after school group, and he's just talking yeah. about his divorce. Yeah, and <laughs> yes, he just looks like ah, uh, like. You can see his expression like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. He never thought of it (laughs) before, Mm -hmm. especially after when he finds out the fight club is kind of all kind of a mess or whatever. Not real, I guess. Um, He writes down what is what did he say? Like, what is feminism? (laughs) And why is it not real or something like that? Like, he was like, why is it like? on board with feminism like who created feminism Gloria Steinem a man and something else was like the third option yeah yeah he he like flipped on PJ he was like you know what y'all trifling (laughs) and I can't believe that you had me believing that women would not lie to you like this just, just disgusting thing Girl, and then he starts feeling his divorce trauma again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was having a time. He was going through it. Um, yeah, I thought that scene in the gym. I was like, oh, that's that is that's whew, okay. <laughs> I was not mm-hmm. expecting that at all. But I thought, like, as awkward as it is, like it's very representative of 
kind of how we talk about things because you really will be scrolling and so I'm like, yeah, I really want to kill myself today. I'm like, oh God, why? Whoa, that's, whoa. <laughs> like we are beyond normalization. That's kind of worrisome. <laughs> that's, that's a little, oh my God. But that's how we talk and that's how younger students, like not students, but younger people have kind of grown up in that world where that's kind of how you talk about yourself and things like that. And I'm like, oh goodness, <laughs> that's, I'm worried for everybody. Young and old. Yeah. I forgot. That was when the other girl, like, detailed why she wanted to kill your, her stepdad. And I was like, girl, yeah, you need to take hands to him. Hands mm-hmm. and feet. Do do everything. <laughs> it's it's bad. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess we could talk about the last big scene, which is the, the fight at the end, <laughs> which we talked about a little bit earlier. But there's some weird plot. Oh, wait, wait, I forgot. The lady that, this is the scene I actually want to talk about first. The lady that Josie goes and talks to, do you know who that lady was? She goes and Yeah, talks- that's Punky Johnson. Okay, so I don't know much about her. Like, what do you know about her? Oh, she is a stand-up comedian. She has a podcast. She also is on Saturday Night Live. She was on the show that I watched that might be deleted. Oh, um, gosh. I feel like she was on the episode. Oh, wait. No, that wasn't her. Um, but yeah, she's on. Um, Love Life? She was yeah, on Love she was Life. On, well, that was deleted. Oh, she was, um, the, sister. the sister. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew. I recognized her and I was like, I don't know who that is because I haven't seen most of this stuff. I think she's on. Did you say she was on Saturday Night Live? Yes. So okay. she's a, like a cast member. Okay. So I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in a very long time. So I haven't seen a lot of the stuff that I, um, um, from like her filmography. But um, yeah, I thought that scene was so rare. Was she supposed to be like a family friend? She was or- their babysitter. She was oh, their okay. babysitter. That's how they kind of met each other, I think. Okay. Yeah, um, PJ and Josie. She was their babysitter, and they can sit. They like PJ calls her their gay Yoda. Okay, I missed that part. All right, that made that makes me more so because she just went to her, and I was like, "Is that like somebody she knows? <laughs> like who is?" I know obviously she knows her, but I was like, "How does she know this person again?" I actually love those scenes where she poured her that chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Listen, I ain't got nothing for you. Just like I don't know, being a lesbian in school was hard." <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking rough life or whatever. I thought that scene was good too. I forgot, I almost forgot about that one because it just came up out of nowhere. It was when they were fighting, her, uh, Josie and PJ are fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess at the end in this big fight scene, there's like some weird plot that every time they have a home, I guess not a homecoming, like what is this? Like just a, rivalry or whatever sports rivalry mm-hmm. um like basically they try to um one of the teams tries to kill somebody else from the other team <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> and i was like all we did was like like people died the other's team's pool like the their school had a pool rich asses um they like dyed it colors or whatever. <laughs> Nobody tried to kill. It. Nobody tried to kill anybody. Like I don't. I think some people actually got into a fight in a parking lot at one point. But I was show was not involved with that because I didn't care what happened, regardless. But um, yeah, the plot of the like the whole sort of last 
minute high stakes plot. I was like, I guess <laughs> I wasn't sure what to make of it. And I was like, this sounds crazy, but it basically hinges on the fact that Jeff is allergic to pineapple, which apparently I was allergic to pineapple, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I didn't get why nobody came to the game from the other um, side. I feel like it was a trick. Yeah, it just seemed weird. I was like, is this like a big deal for both sides? So why wouldn't there be any spectators? <laughs> I was a little lost on that. Like they mentioned it during the the uh, the movie, but I was like, why isn't there anybody there? I was like, do they not want to be witness to a murder <laughs> or something? Oh, probably. <laughs> yes. I was like, that's a little concerning too. Holy shit. So... They have this big fight. They discover they're going to, like, put pineapple juice in the sprinklers. And these girls go and try to rescue Jeff. So Io carries this grown man (laughs) on her shoulder, like something out of, I don't know what action movie you would call this. (laughs) But she does this, like, stunt and, and... they just start beating the shit out of these people. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like not even just normal fighting. It is like full on, I am covered in blood. I'm not sure whose blood it is. And also, um, like you said, someone gets impaled. And it isn't even just them just like fighting. Like it's somebody's, this, this, this team is dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to put out, some sort of memorial for them at the end of this movie because they're going through it. Like, the whole team's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you like this uh, fight? I know you said we were laughing about it earlier, but did you think it worked? Um, I think it did to a certain degree. Um, mm-hmm. It heightened the comedy a lot. Mm-hmm. I like it was. It's just so out of left field. Um, I like the absurdity of it, but it was just so out of left field. Um, yeah. So like, in watching it, it goes with the flow of the movie, but it's also like, uh, how did we end up here? Like, how is this solution? How is this truly the solution for our problem? Um, <laughs> But yeah. it is a solution to use the skills that we learned in the Fight Club. We also had like a three thousand pound man fight a very small person, so mm-hmm. like it still works, even though it's just like uh, and <laughs> is it's it's like when the car like flies at the end of Greece, like it's like that. Hey, yeah, like this isn't matter anymore. This isn't real life. <laughs> It <laughs> doesn't have to be real. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I thought that, yeah, that makes sense. Because it just got to a level of, of absurdity. And, like, the whole thing is, they, yeah, they want to prove that the Fight Club was necessary. Or, like, they they actually got to use their skills in a way that actually benefits not only them, but the people around them. And so they were like, let's make sure that they can actually, like like the school can see that they actually can do something great. 
and um i don't know that almost feels like something out of like one of those like underprivileged <laughs> those underprivileged uh school movies or whatever where it's like yeah let's prove ourselves that <laughs> we're not the waste of time i was just like it's literally just beating up each other it's like you know when the clovers cheer at the competition versus the toros I mean, I guess <laughs> they both were there. Yeah, like, and, the and the football players they actually didn't do anything in this in this sense. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't think they fought really, did they? Like the actual um, whatever their school was. I forget that they, the, they were the back up, but they didn't okay. get into all of the fray like everyone else. Yeah, maybe they were too scared. They're like, oh wait, this is above my pay grade i didn't know we were doing all this <laughs> i didn't know we were killing people <laughs> oh gosh yeah that's the big like finale basically and i enjoy the fact that they had bloopers mm-hmm. um because that, was that good. yeah we don't get enough bloopers we don't get enough content i actually saw somebody say that there was a movie on um on video on demand or whatever it was for like buy or rent and i think to fucking rent it was like 24 dollars. and i was like you are lying to me yeah. <laughs> and to buy it is like 30 dollars it's something crazy i was like you don't even get the content like this is just the digital version you don't get like the dvd special the feature i mean i guess if you go on like youtube or something but it's not like as we've seen over the last year nothing is permanent yeah, they're probably gonna delete your access. But like, if you do buy a movie now, you will get like the extras. Like, here, watch the little kids who are the Ninja Turtles, like film and like record the Ninja Turtles. Or like, oh, did you get that? Did like for the digital versions? Uh huh. Or oh, if you're watching nice. Barbie, you could watch like how they made the musical Barbie, the costuming, the production design, which was very interesting, by the way. Yeah, um, you get like all of those features too. Well, that's good because it was looking shaky. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn, do, what do you get?" Because I've never bought, I've never bought, I've never purchased anything video on demand. If I'm gonna buy it, I want it like physically in my house because I just don't trust people. And also, I've had like files get corrupted and stuff. So I'm like, just give me the, the give me the disc. <laughs> just give me the disc. I will keep track of it that way. But um, yeah, I enjoyed the the. Um, the um, bloopers over the credits and stuff and seeing Marshawn improvise and do all his change-ups and stuff was like mm-hmm. that. was fun. I didn't know that Charlie XCX did the music. Mm. She's been kind of quiet about that, but she's been in some other shit, so I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, she's, yeah. she's keeping that. I, I, well, it's funny, too, because she contributed something to Barbie. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't said... I mean, I haven't really been on her page. I haven't really seen anything about this. But I didn't know she did the music for this until like it popped up on screen. I was like, oh, I thought I would have heard a little bit more considering how vocal her fan base is about anything she does. <laughs> so yeah. I was a little surprised by that. Um, so I might go and revisit if, like the soundtrack if I can find it. I haven't actually tried to um, look for it anywhere, but... Yeah. Um, so, how do we feel? Are we are we recommending it to the people? What's the deal? Yes. So we're gonna recommend on on my end. I'm gonna recommend this film. Oh my god! Um, 
who are you channeling right now? <laughs> who are you channeling? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I recommend this found. Oh um, because it offers something new and different, kind of like, even though, you know, when we talked about Barbie earlier this summer, that was uh, an original IP. And I'm I, not referring to Bottoms as IP, but it was a no. movie that had new ideas that went new things by reaching back into film history and pulling out something and making it new. Bottoms is going back to a genre that I love, like those those comedies from the 80s and the 90s and doing something new to progress the genre forward um, and offering space for people you don't see in those films. The, everybody who is a main cast member, the leads of Bottoms are the ones that are relentlessly bullied in those other movies. So, <laughs> yes, like it is it's new and it's fresh and it's funny. Um, mm-hmm. And that script is tight. So, like, yeah, I feel like everyone should take a little time out to watch it. It's like an hour and a half. You guys have to do that. Y'all be watching seven hour superhero movies so you could do that oh i about to say don't come for me about uh watching a marathon of fucking 90 day fiance the last resort because i will do it <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> i will fucking do it damn it <laughs> um yeah i agree i think that it has a lot of like re- like it references of course i said this earlier it references a lot of like you said 80s movies and 90s movies but i think it does it in a refreshing way where i don't feel necessarily icky watching it like if i watched revenge of the nerds right now i'd probably be disgusted oh yeah <laughs> that that one has not aged well at all in no any, and i've only seen way. clips i've only seen clips of it and i'm like oh no so i feel like you know, the misogyny aspect of a lot of these movies. I feel like they managed to sidestep a lot of that. I feel like, wasn't there an apology made? We don't usually get apologies when we when we have these types of movies where somebody's like, yeah, I want to have sex with you. I don't know if we got it. Did we get an apology? Yes. Um, so and I... I feel like PJ also apologized. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she did, too. I was kind of like, do you mean this girl? But I think she did. Because <laughs> she tried to make out with a tr- one girl. We won't say who, I guess, but you probably figure out who. Um, one girl gets to go all the way, and one girl gets rebuffed. Mm-hmm. E- even though she knew that the girl is straight. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you're just, uh, girl, just wait till you go to college. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You can find somebody who actually wants to have sex with you. You will find someone, promise. You will not be out here. But, yeah, I think it did a really good job of kind of taking this trope that we have of this kind of weird deceptiveness, <laughs> I guess, in, in high school and flipping it. And it was also very interesting to see uh, girls – take this language that we've kind of built up in pop culture and, and online spaces and things of of like, yeah, we're just trying to do it for empowerment. And I'm just like, I'm finally glad that somebody really, I don't know if they took them to task on that, but you see people kind of weaponizing certain phrases and things and, you know, you can't say anything bad about them because it's feminism. And I'm like, oh God, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like these A girls lot of are- those things are like scammy 
women oh. empowerment fight clubs <laughs> girl yeah i mean all of them brunches and shit like give me a fucking break <laughs> like uh so i was glad to at least see that kind of put out there because it's so easy nowadays i think for people to be like well it's about feminism like i literally saw somebody saying that the other day about i don't even know what it was about but i'm like girl not every decision that every woman does is feminism (laughs) sometimes it can be very detrimental to other women we've seen it time and time again sometimes women will do things to other women that's not good. So, you know, you can't just leave a blanket of, it's just feminism, you guys. I can't, I can't deal with that. Um, so, yeah, that was a good um, part of it that I liked as well. But, um, yeah, I would recommend it. It's going to be on VOD soon. I don't have the press on that. Um, I would recommend seeing it in theater. It was fun. Mm. I will always, I'll always recommend seeing something in a theater. I think it will be on... Prime, because it's MGM. Um, I think internationally it would be on Prime. Go see it and enjoy. And shout out to Rachel and Emma and Io. You girls are doing great things. Also, we didn't even talk about how, I mean, like, it is done on purpose that it's supposed to be a queer movie. Like, it's not just for laughs. Like, I believe Emma herself is queer. Mm-hmm. So that was like the main purpose in the first place. I should have mentioned that at the beginning, but I think that's great. Like, I wonder now, like, what's going to happen? Um, what's going to happen in like the queer movie space? Because I don't think like this is fun that it wasn't just about like, like you know, every gay movie I've watched lately is still so dramatic. <laughs> Aside from, like, Fire Island or whatever. Um, So I'm wondering how that's going to play out for, like, other things. Like, are we going to spin this in a more queer direction? Like, more movies in, like, a more queer direction? Or how that's going to work? So that should be fun. Uh, Yeah, I hope so. I hope someone is like, okay, there's room for this. Because there there should be room for this. Yeah. And we need to make more. Yeah, I don't think it just has to be about falling in love and, and, you know, dying apart or whatever. I think we can do a lot more than that. So, um, yeah, we can see. Hopefully, if we ever get another movie in the next year, um, we'll have to see. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe this will be a more of a, an independent thing now i don't know how it's gonna work with like the strike and all that i don't know how anything Mm -hmm. works anymore but yeah we'll see we'll see we will see about all of that um do you have any recommendations for like Um, movies no not at this moment Mm. i feel like all the films that it referenced you should probably watch like yeah heathers it has a little bit of jawbreaker in there Mm. um I'm not going to say watch Revenge of the Nerds because no. No, um, do that to yourselves. You'll be so <laughs> upset with us. <laughs> I haven't even watched like all of Revenge of the Nerds. I think most of my Revenge of the Nerds knowledge is from I Love the 80s. So um, that's about as much as I've gotten. But I, from what I've gathered, I'm just like, yeah, that's a little gross. <laughs> just a smidge gross for me. Um, 
I don't even, it just transcends 80s grossness, I think. Yeah, it's, it's just too it's fucking much. It's about nerds trying to beat jocks in their own nerdy, nefarious ways. Yeah, and it's like, also they want to get girls too, right? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Does that come up too? Yeah, I don't, don't want to hear that. <laughs> It's always like the underdogs that always think they're not misogynist. I'm like, no, you're just as bad, if not worse. You're just not in a position of power quite yet. <laughs> but once you get it, you'll be horrible. So don't do that to yourselves. Um, yeah, I like what you said. I liked Heather's. I, I don't, this doesn't have a makeover scene. I don't want to say like she's all that, but you know, you're not another teen movie. Would people <laughs> like that nowadays? I don't even know if we could suggest that. The, the teen comedy is a very thorny place right now. I just I don't mean, know. Remember, anytime you reference something, like if I say, yeah, you should watch it, I'm going to say, this movie was released in 2003. So yeah, what was happening people- in 2003? Girl, George H. W. Bush was in the office. Oh, no, George uh, W. Bush. Yeah, That's just George w. w. Yeah, left leaving children behind, left and right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, post nine eleven, girl, everybody was a mess before mm-hmm. and after. Honestly, so it just you know, I guess you have to say, bear with us. I hate to say like it's of its time, but sometimes you're just like, girl, just, yeah, that's we were. What you can say it is of its time. It's a fucking mess, and we were awful. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I still like Superbad. I haven't watched it in a while. It is a lot, but I think you'll see a lot of similarities that I saw um, with this movie. And we've done episodes on pretty much almost all of these. Like we did episodes on Jawbreaker, Superbad. Um, we haven't done. We didn't do Heather's, did we? Did we do Heather's? No, we didn't do Heather's. No, I'm surprised we haven't. Um, this doesn't have a mean girl's tint to it, but I guess if you want to reminisce, <laughs> you can listen to our episode on that. I feel like we were unimpressed with mean girls in our in our big ages. <laughs> Don't know yeah. if we like that anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things. Take every teen movie you watch with a grain of salt because, you know, most of them are also like, you know, 25 or whatever, but child labor laws man you gotta get that shoot going <laughs> so mm-hmm. um yeah so uh those are recommendations also before we go i would like to talk about something i did this weekend i've been talking about it like on the fucking instagram already so if you follow us on instagram that's black girl film club on instagram uh you already know but friends family listeners as much shit as i talk about the academy <laughs> I went to the Academy Museum this weekend and got to see uh, the um, Teenage Apocalypse trilogy on their massive screen. I looked up how big a screen is. It's 30 feet by 66 feet. It is gigantic. (laughs) So Greg Rocky's um, trilogy has been... um, remastered restored all of that fun stuff i think we talked about this a little bit in our episode on the doom generation i can't remember Mm -hmm. how far we got into that but um so he got to premiere um the updated version of totally fucked up in the doom generation and last night it was um the world premiere of nowhere which we didn't talk about but i don't know how you talk about nowhere (laughs) to be honest it is trippy it's an experience if we're talking about teen comedies that is an experience, girl. I don't even know what to say. 
my goodness. Um, it was a great time. Greg Rocky was there both nights. Gus Van Zant was there the first night. I had no idea. I didn't. I did not read this closely. I was like, oh, okay, Greg Rocky, bye. So, um, I think Gus Van Zant did like a kind of a and I don't even know if he really knew what he was supposed to be doing <laughs> with this Q&A. He seemed very much like, yeah, so here you go, I guess. Which I also did not know he directed Goodwill, Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. I only know about My Own Private Idaho and I think Drugstore Cowboy. So um, that was a really interesting like conversation between the two of them because they have known each other since like the late 80s. So they're actually like friendly. Um, it's also very funny to hear... Famous people talk about other famous people, but with their nicknames. So he kept calling, Greg kept calling James Duvall, Jimmy Duvall. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Because I've heard other people do that. Like if you watch The Last Movie Stars, Ethan Hawke does that a lot about a lot of different people. Um, Like he talks about like Anthony Perkins, but he calls him Tony Perkins. I was like, did you know him? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I would call somebody like Tony if I didn't know that like know them personally but um James Duvall was not there unfortunately he got COVID so he stayed home I would have died Brittany (laughs) I would have died if he was there I would have (laughs) d-i-e-d like up close please (laughs) I would have cried um and then the second night it was Greg Rocky and Andrew Ahn who's directed Spa Night and Fire Island and Fire Island's great. Everybody should watch that. Um, mm-hmm. And they talked a lot. I think it was a better conversation. It was a lot of Q&A at that time. So it was a better conversation. And Andrew really, I think he grew up kind of admiring Greg's work. So he kind of came at it from that position rather than being a peer. So he knows a lot about Greg's work and kind of what he's done, both in like film and in TV. So it was really interesting just to hear. And Greg is so like infectious. He cr- started tearing up when he introduced the movies on the first night. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Because he's just like, I have no idea, like, how any of you, like, know about this movie. (laughs) Like, it's very weird to me that people know about this movie because the movies look like shit. Which I think we talked about a little bit where, like, everybody's copy just looks like ass. (laughs) If you've watched it before 2023, like, everybody's copy of these three movies looks terrible. But people love them, and so he just seemed very appreciative and very um, grateful and, you know, just talking about working with all his actors. Rachel True was there. I saw her hair. Amina Savari was there. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, these are the people I, like, grew up watching on TV. That's so weird. It is so weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, shit-talking aside on the Academy, um, I always have my foot on their necks. That was a great, like, screening. Also, it was cheap. It was $12 to see the first night and $10 to see the second night. Hmm. Like, I went to go see Bottoms. And it cost me, like, 14 fucking dollars or something like that. <laughs> it wasn't a great screen. I mean, it was a big screen, but it wasn't, like, some massively fancy Dolby whatever, you know. So, um, yeah, they do stuff all the time. Not to promo the Academy Museum or whatever. They do stuff all the time. They just opened the um, John Waters exhibition today, uh, September 17th. It's called John Waters' Pope of Trash. It's going to be there for uh, until August of next year. And then they're screening a bunch of his movies. So there's a couple movies. I know they're they're cursed, but I really want to see Crybaby. (laughs) I 
definitely want to see Crybaby on this giant ass screen. I know it's cursed. I know it's bad. I know, but like shit. <laughs> it was a movie I really grew up watching and loving. So I think it's like all of his filmography. Like they're gonna play Serial Mom. They're gonna play <laughs> Cecil B. Demented. They're gonna play Female Trouble. Um, some ones I haven't heard of. Uh, they're gonna have like Pecker. Like all of them. So. Hmm. I don't know the schedule. It's somewhere in my purse on the other side of the room. But um, yeah, it was a really great experience just to like go and have the director there. That screen is massive. Like, I know we all talk about how you can watch a movie anywhere. You don't have to watch a movie in the theater and, you know, people find it pretentious. But I just feel like having that sort of sensory overload where you can like really see how the director wanted you to see this movie because it looked great like it looked like it was made like yesterday like nowhere <laughs> and last time I watched nowhere was on the internet archive <laughs> and it looked terrible I mean it didn't look terrible but it wasn't great <laughs> yeah so, yeah it looked like like Rachel True in 4k girl beautiful making out with James Duvall I'm gonna die I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so if you have a chance, if you're in L.A. one of these days, you should hit up the Academy Museum. It's really great. That's the one compliment I will give the governing body. <laughs> they did a really good job. Um, and I think they do stuff like 400 times a year or something, they, she said. So hmm. you, you can see a lot of different movies. Um forget which is the one they're playing. I don't know. I don't have the schedule with me. I wish I could see. But yeah, I mean, just those three movies alone. Like $10 to see. <laughs> I get to see a, a talk after? Like, please. The only thing that sucked was the parking and then having to drive all the way to LA. But we might be solving that issue in the next few months. So keep, uh, keep that door open. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, I just want to tell you guys, um, I put up some pictures on our Instagram. Once again, it's Black Girl Film Club at um, <laughs> Black Girl Film Club on Instagram. Hit us up um, at all the normal channels. Twitter is whatever. <laughs> PLK Girl Film Club, Black Girl Film Club at gmail.com. If you have a request, if you want to challenge us to another request, I feel like we might be open. I don't know how Brittany feels. <laughs> It. like y'all be like putting me on to new movies so I'm, I'm I didn't, down for it I didn't know that the people really liked um whatever the fuck uh freeway like that people were it's actually like people actually That's were simple. responding and like yeah like I didn't think anybody else knew what this movie is I was like girl <laughs> I didn't know what that movie was either <laughs> so um yeah if you have a, a request if you have something you want us to get our or give our take on hot takes Hot and ready. Uh, let us know at, uh, at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. And I'll put all this in the description. You know how we do. So um, I guess without any further delays, any further announcements or anything? No. No? Just no. out here chilling? Mm -hmm. oh, out here hanging out? Okay. All right. Well, go watch Bottoms. Um, shout out to the WGA and SAG after. I was by the SAG-AFTRA building. I didn't know they even had a building. Hmm. Very crazy. I felt like I was in, like, history. <laughs> I was like, all this shit is really real. Like, I know it's real, but I'm like, it just doesn't seem, it just seems like an abstraction until you actually go 
like to these places and you're just like, oh shit, okay, I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea. <laughs> so yeah. Um, all right, well, no further delays. Gonna hit the road. Bye-bye. Bye guys.